Welcome everyone to another episode of the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) And Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) Happy New Year. Yes, that's that's right. right. We are having an episode at the first of the year. Like we're finally kicking things off right. Yeah, I feel like this is the earliest we've ever done an episode in the year it we're might back, be we're back I, soon. I feel like it could have happened once before but i don't know yeah. you know this is also episode 30 by the way so that's Ooh, a big deal yeah we've done 30 saturday morning episodes now the shows are gonna start to you know feel the creaks and the cracks in their bones and oh, think they're man. having a heart attack at any given moment and anytime you sneeze and like that mm-hmm. shooting pain goes down your back, that's that's what I'm looking forward to with this show. <laughs> I had a coughing fit the other day that has haunted me for the next three days. Like I, I have a sore <laughs> stomach and arms and what happened? <laughs> you might have you might have COVID is what you're <laughs> describing. No, I was choking on a sausage biscuit. I remember very distinctly. <laughs> Because I was trying to tell Colt something as he was running out the door, and I had sausage biscuit in my mouth. <laughs> You're like, don't run out in the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I know it's not funny to joke about, but like, what if, like, what if that's how we go out is because of a sausage biscuit mishap? <laughs> it's like that'd be the worst. Like, how 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 do you lose him? Like, he's eating McDonald's, and then he just stopped talking. at least he went out doing something he loved (laughs) amen yeah oh my gosh (laughs) well (laughs) this oh no i'm not gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more before we talk about one of the subjects i wanted to talk about today because that that would not be a good transition (laughs) um (laughs) uh yeah you can you can connect the dots later but um anyway Anyway, I this is going to be a fun episode. Mike and I have wanted to do this episode for a while. We just, I don't know, I, we have. And I did not have the gumption to go back in time and listen to our episode that we put out last year around your birthday, Mike. But I think we talked about birthdays a little bit. Am I making that up or did was there mention of that? You're, no, you're right. We did do a birthday-esque episode. But you're, I don't remember exactly what we talked about. We I mean, don't remember nobody else I think, is going to. Well, you know, we're old and now the show's old. And so we're going to forget things and repeat things. That's what. Was us that old it? Folks was it do. the grumpy old. I think it was the grumpy old men commercial or the grumpy old men show. Was it? I think, I think it was. I think that was in celebration of us getting older. We just did the grumpy old men episode. I don't think we did a birthday episode. Oh, okay. Well, that's fun. Yeah, I, I seem to think I might like our show if I listen to it. <laughs> I, I sure don't remember like anything it. we. Yeah, I don't remember anything we talked about. But um, you know that another something gets you all excited if you like this show. Uh, I've got I've made a list of what all of our episodes are going to be about this year, and I know Mike was impressed. Um, but we we've got ideas like they, this is going to happen. We we're it is my commitment to get uh to get 12 episodes 
at least out there for the Saturday cast this year. So at least once a month. Who knows? But we are going to keep this gravy train going. 12 episodes. All for us. 12 months, right? Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, okay. At least 12. I mean, we could be like 25. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, it was amazing. Do you remember? If you guys don't know, Mike and I have another show. Um, the Scary Movie Ice Cream Night podcast, where we talk about horror movies and ghostly things, spooky, spooky things of that nature. We used to do a show every other week when we started out. I mean, yeah. it was like those hot and heavy years where you just like you start <laughs> dating and smooching a lot. You know, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and then I guess about year one or two, we got married and things just kind of slowed down significantly. It's like, the what kids are we have talking to, about? <laughs> the kids have gone to bed. Should we do an episode? Eh. I just ate a whole <laughs> bowl of chili. Should we do an episode? <laughs> Should we do an episode? Like, hit. Are you like confirm? Are you still watching on Netflix? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Anyway, this episode is going to be about birthdays because your boy Mm -hmm. had a birthday yesterday as we were recording this. I turned the big three seven. So um, it got me thinking about birthdays growing up, Uh, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, birthday presents were thin and looking lit as they say <laughs> um <laughs> i can still say this stuff i'm only 37 <laughs> there's that coughing <laughs> oh i got the pains again oh <laughs> uh, anyway that that uh, all many prong something else no i've not gotten sick i've not had covid thank god um been dodging it like the last man on earth i feel like we didn't get tested, so we don't know 100% for sure, but we are we are kind of positive that we had it a couple weeks ago because uh, we were Dang. feeling pretty bad. Man. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've tested pretty much every time I've felt like crap and uh, never, yeah. never got a positive. Because believe it or not, there are still ways to get sick. Oh, yeah. yeah the sure. common cold. The flu. Yeah, that's they're, true. That's, they're not I, dead. I, I I don't know. I mean, our kids bring home so many different things that it could have been anything. Ugh. But Seriously, I kind of hope we... it was COVID because if it was, I'm, I'm I want to be over it. <laughs> yeah, you survived. You did yeah. great. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. I would. <laughs> I didn't either. Honestly, that's really kind of nervous. <laughs> it's like he does eat a lot of sausage biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, I did want to talk about um, something sad. I know it's like you had a birthday and you talk about something sad. But we, I feel like um, out of all the, I guess, things of our childhood and the celebrities that we kind of grew up with, uh, Bob Saget is worth talking about, um, even just for a little bit. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Because I would love to do a full house episode you know proper of some sort but um man i don't know about you mike but when i heard about bob passing i was obviously at first in disbelief because that just seemed so wild to me Mm -hmm. um because he's he's so active like it's not like he's like stopped um and then just like kind of trying to wrap my head around it of like yo i mean 
there's been celebrities who have passed that you know have great ties to the 80s and the 90s but this this kind of like really hit home for me because um those who know me well and and maybe through this show i mean when at the end of the day i i would with a gun to my head for sure i would say full house is my favorite show um it 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 is the, the the single most important show that i ever had and it and and it's one i still enjoy today and um I mean, there was a period in time, even in my adult years, where I watched it every single day, mm-hmm. like re- religiously. And and um, yeah, um, I don't know. It just kind of sucked because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's Bob Saget. Um, yeah. You know, that um, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, to kind of put it in perspective, like Betty White had just died maybe two or three yeah. weeks before Bob. And yeah. I'm a I'm not I, I'm not gonna say I'm a huge fan of the Golden Girls, but like my wife and I, the Golden Girls was like our show that we kind of went to for a while for a good run. Yeah, and so like I loved that show. You know, I I think Betty White is a national treasure. I think it's really sad that um, she died right before her 100th birthday. But mm-hmm. even and it was just this week. Like her yeah, 100th and, was like a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And even considering all of that, like. I was sad and I I was like, man, that's upsetting, but it didn't affect me the way it did when I heard that Bob Saget died. Um, And I'll be honest, like I don't, I I did not watch Full House when I was younger. Um, I've only seen a handful of episodes, but I was a religious and I would say fanatical religious about watching America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, mm-hmm. with Bob Saget and I yeah. had I have such formative and good memories of sitting and like even when my family didn't want to watch it I would go back into like my parents bedroom where they had a TV and I would sit on their bed with the little TV like next to the bed and I would watch uh, America's Funny Home videos and I loved that show and I I still like think of the way that he used to do the like the commentary on the videos and stuff like that. Oh and yeah, it was just perfect, and uh, it was it was such formative memories involving him. And so, like when he died, when I found out when he died, like I wanted to ask you specifically how you found out because I found out on Instagram, and it was like one of the '80s profiles that I watch or I follow um, posted a picture of him and. And anytime I see a photo of a celebrity, my heart kind of drops a little bit because I'm like, oh, oh yeah, because you know why. Dead? And yeah, yeah. And then <clears throat> it said like R.I.P. Bob or something like that. And I was like, no. And then you immediately go to Twitter to find out if it's real. And, right. Because um, <laughs> that's where was. all the real stuff is. <laughs> I know. And, uh, <laughs> and it just, it was heartbreaking. I mean, that's so sad. Yeah. And <clears throat> to be honest, um, uh, a couple days after finding out about it, uh, HBO Max put like one of his comedy specials up on the front page and did like a in remembrance to him. And I started to watch it and I was like, I had to turn it off because it was so freaking, freaking bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like well, I, the okay, language so I, he I uses wanna, in it. Yeah. I do want to talk about that. So, um, okay. So here, here's my my relationship with Mr. Saget. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's funny because like I, so, okay, well, first I found out by my wife, she, I was cooking dinner and she was like, oh my God, she's like, I, I can't even tell you 
who passed because it, this is going like this is gonna hurt you. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh god, <laughs> like what a setup, right? Yeah. Um, my immediate thought, and I only I only want to jinx it because he's old, but um, I was very shocked to hear that it was Bob Saget, and so, um. But yeah, so like Full House for me, okay, Full House, I saw that show when it aired. And I'm talking like mm-hmm. that show came on in 87. I was three, something like that. Yep. Um, and I I know I couldn't read, but when those yellow letters came up, you know, Full House, I called it the baby show. <laughs> Being the age that I was, I'm obviously a fan of baby Michelle. You know, right. she's silly, you know, she's doing baby things. I'm a baby for the most part, you know, and but I watched this show and it always made me laugh. And um, we watch it with my family on Friday nights. And then um, eventually after the T, it kind of ran its TGIF course. It became a Tuesday night uh, show, not like primetime. I think it aired like maybe four or five. I can't remember. It was like late afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. so like right before we ate dinner, you know, new episode of full house on Tuesdays, and then it became syndicated on Saturday morning. So after all the Saturday morning cartoons you'd watch, you could catch an episode of full house for, for a minute. Yeah. Um, when I say a minute, you know, a, a season of time, right. uh, <laughs> not, it, it's like, here's one minute of full house, <laughs> then back to Beetlejuice. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean like I, so I watched a lot of full house and, um, I watched it until it was done. I remember watching the last episode. I remember uh, the last episode is a shit show. <laughs> it's in my oh, no. opinion. So here's my opinion. Okay, and I'm not spoiling nothing because y'all have probably seen this show. But in the last episode, it's a two-parter. It's where Michelle falls off her horse and loses her memory. Oh, um, nice. And then she gets it back, which, you know, great. I'm glad. I was actually glad when that happened. But it's just, I didn't like the way it ended. Like, it was just kind of like okay well what's next and it's like well nothing's next the show's over this is in season eight in season eight there's another episode where um a man comes to visit their house and he claims that he grew up in this house that he used to live there and it becomes this like he makes an offer to danny like i'm gonna sell the house for you know i want to buy your house and it's a lot of money and you know the thing with full house it's called full house is because everybody's living in this damn house so it's like mm-hmm. they're kind of coming to this point of like, whoa, wow, you know, I mean, Jesse and Becky made babies in the attic and they all live there now. You know what I mean? Like, and Joey's still a single man. He need to get out. He need to get out of the house, Mike. He need to go meet a woman. You know, start making babies for himself. Something. And you know, and, and DJ is graduating. She's a senior. So I'm thinking like. This would have been a better final episode. Not that they actually, because Danny doesn't go through with selling the house, but the last scene is kind of like all of them realize, like, man, we're a family. Like, it doesn't really matter where we end up. You know, we're always Mm going to be there for each other, love each other. They cherish that moment. I'm like, that would have been a better episode to end with, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Then it leads to the imagination of like, maybe they live there the rest of their lives. You know, maybe, (laughs) maybe DJ ran went off and got married after college and she lives in that house again and starts a family. But anyway, um, I, I, so I've watched the show is what I'm saying. Um, and, uh, I remember, I'll never forget about the time I started college is when Bob Saget, um, you know, that's kind of when the internet started becoming accessible for everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and you know you'd hear rumors online of like you know oh bob sack has got a dirty mouth you know like what yeah danny tanner's got <laughs> danny tanner says curse words you know and like you just you're you're like oh you know whatever and then like you see him do an hbo stand-up or whatever and it's just straight like profanities like crossing the line type of jokes like yeah and to me, I just didn't think it was funny because I'm thinking like this is this is Danny Tanner. Yeah. Um, I still can't believe this. Like it, it kind of hurt me a little bit, if I'm honest. Like this sounds really lame. Um, it, yeah, you know, it could it could have been anybody saying whatever, and it would have been like, oh, that's hilarious, or you know, like, oh wow. But it was Danny. I was just like, hmm, I don't know, man. I kind of liked my Danny being that sweet, goofy, lovable dad, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I have went on the rest of my life just thinking like, yeah, he's just kind of a dirty guy, you know, and mm-hmm. what I overlooked, I've learned so much about Bob in the last week or so, because I've just done a big deep dive as part of my coping, I guess. Um, you know, that was just a little phase. Like he, he started off as a stand-up comedian, uh, comedian in the early '80s, where he had some, you know, he he might say a curse word here and there, um, but the jokes were they were funny. Like he's got some funny bits, um, mm-hmm. and that was like when when uh, the guy, um, what's his name, I forget his name, is rolling off the top of my tongue. Um, when the guy wrote the show for Full House, when he was writing the part for Danny Tanner, he was thinking of Bob Saget. He was specifically writing this part for Bob Saget um, hmm. because they were friends and he thought he was funny. And what happened was Bob couldn't do it. So they shot a pilot episode with a completely different dad. And I have it on a DVD set because I have all the Full House DVDs. That's how much I love the show. I've had them since mm-hmm. I was like 20. And um, that show, that episode is with, you know, the dad that they ended up getting because Bob couldn't do it. He was he had a contract yeah. obligation with like a morning show uh, after they shot the pilot and they're about to start film. They got green lit to do the rest of the season. Bob's like, hey, I'm available. Did you guys still do the show? And um, the guy who wrote the show was so set on having Bob. He he, he fired the other guy. Yeah, I think I've and they had that to re- That's Yeah, they had to reshoot that episode and they reshot all the parts that the dad's in. And so it's kind of funny. There's a bit of a time distance where like DJ and Stephanie are just a little bit older and so is Michelle in mm-hmm. some scenes. Like it's it's kind of trippy. Um yeah. <laughs> but that's how important it was to get Bob onto the show. And to me, what I've realized is like one thing that like really kind of hurts my heart is, you know, Bob started a podcast a few years ago. Uh, it's called Bob Sackett is here for you. And he does these really great interviews with uh, almost all the cast members of Full House, but like comedians like, you know, um, uh, what's the guy from Seinfeld? Um, not Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> gosh, Costanza. Um, oh, Jason Alexander. He, he interviews Jason Alexander. He interviews uh, Nate Bergatze, you know, up, you know, the the hot comic right now, the clean comic. Um, interviews uh, Gilbert Godfrey, a whole bunch of people. I mean, it's a really great podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing is like Bob's comedy stems from kind of how he navigates through tragedy. So like he lost both his sisters while he was on Full House. One had a brain aneurysm, the other one had scleroderma, and mm-hmm. 
um it you know for him his his coping was like comedy laughing um you know and it it was one of those things that like really profoundly affected him and as he got older and started dealing with more anxiety and problems he would just kind of turn them around and turn them into jokes because he thought well if i can laugh about these horrible things then i don't have to be scared of them i can deal with the pain that they yeah. might bring and so he was kind of, and, and and i think he was trying to just kind of throw a 180 out there be like everybody knows me as the clean perfect america's dad that was his you know mm-hmm. even when he passed away they're we're calling him america's dad well he's like well i I'm going to be the opposite of that because I don't want to become this person who is this dirtbag who says these gross, awful things. So I'll just do that as, as my persona as a stand-up comic. Yeah. And I kind of related that where I'm like, I get it. Like, you know, when we do the show, there's kind of, like, it's you and I doing the show, but there is kind of a, a, a persona to our, you know, to how we communicate. Like, you and I talk all the time, yeah. but we're not as animated. We're not as, like, we're not trying to be entertaining. So you do have to kind of put yourself right. in a situation where you do that. Um, you know, my passive performing on stage, you know, the person I was on stage is not the same person I am off the stage where I'm like, I'm not this outgoing charismatic person, but if there's music in a band behind me, I can, I can strut around and do the things that you want me to do, but that's not mm-hmm. relevant to who I am in the moment. And so I, I kind of got that. And then like listening to his podcast and like kind of how his comedy has evolved, like he shot, he's basically saying like, look, I, that was a moment in time. I even played that character on Entourage because like, you know, again, it was a character on a show, even though I'm going by Bob Saget on the show, this is a character of like the bad version of me, the gross, you know, perverted, you know, vulgar version. That's, yeah, I'm not really like that. And <laughs> like, when you hear everybody talk about him, they say the exact same thing. Like he's not like, he's the sweetest person. He's. so dedicated he cares so deeply about the people in his life and like and i listen to these podcasts i'm like i believe it like i i guarantee like i know where he's coming from i know what this like what what he's about and it breaks my heart that i kind of just didn't dive like i kind of just like i'm gonna leave him at danny tanner and move on with my he's come to nashville multiple times to do stand-up and i've kind of been like man i'd love to go see him like because i've seen dave coulier do stand-up and he's hilarious, but he's clean. You know, I don't feel yeah. <laughs> I went with my father-in-law and my wife to see Dave. And it was like, you know, no risk. Yeah. Um, but you know, even Bob was like, Yeah, I'd barely say the F word anymore on my stand-up because, you know, people who are fans of my show are bringing their kids to see me. And I want this to be fun for them. Mm-hmm. So even if there was a point where he was just being as raunchy and as, you know, I, let's just say gross as possible proud of him for like seeing that that was a phase and moving from that like instead of just like you know being dogpiled on or being like shunned because i think the thing is is like he was just such a genuine person that that was just known about him and what you were seeing on those comedy specials things like that was just an act and i'm like oh yeah i get that you know it's like if you had to play a bad guy in a movie you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be nice so anyway (laughs) i just i've done so much looking into bob and i just i admire the person that he was the fact that when you die so many people could say so many great things about you and to me i'm like that is that is a huge testament of your character if like you just have a massive amount of people mourning over your passing you know yeah and i mean just the fact that that guy said that he was writing that part for bob saget 
he was writing a family man part for him. So, I mean, there's, it's not like there was something about what I'm trying to say is Bob couldn't have been so bad that he would think I'm going to write him as a father, a loving father. You know, there's a reason that he would write him at that because that probably was a big part of his personality. And uh, even in the, in the comedy special before I turned it off, he was saying, you know, I had to do so much of these family shows that I kind of needed an outlet to where like in between takes, you know, I'd be like, okay, Michelle, how, how does that make you feel? And then they'd yell cut. And I'd be like, bleep, 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 bleep. (laughs) Because he was like, I just, (laughs) I did so much family stuff that I needed to do something to kind of counteract it. And he was like, that's why I talk this way during my, my standup. And, and uh, I thought that was really interesting, but at the same time I was like, I can't take this. (laughs) It's not. Funny. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I, and, I'm, and, and you know, I one of the last interviews I heard of him, you know, on the, his podcast, he was saying he's like, he's like, I honestly cringe when I watch those stand ups. He's like, I'm not super proud of them. Like, those aren't things that I want to be like remembered by and be like, that was my claim to fame. He's like, I, he takes way more pride in the family shows that he did. And I think uh, just in that moment where, you know, if you're being seen out in Hollywood or in public and it's like, oh, it's Danny. T-, I mean, you'd have to be sick of that. Like, you know, like, no, yeah. Danny Danner was a character like I'm I'm this person, you know, and and you kind of would just have to go extreme enough to like prove somebody's point to be wrong, you know, or yeah. to at least be known as something else for a little bit. But I really do. Again, there's just so much maturity and growth and this man was 65 years old bro hey not that old yeah but to still be learning at 65 to still be like able to look back and be like yeah when i was like 45 that wasn't it did not care for what i was saying or doing then mm-hmm. you know and, and like I, this isn't a political statement or a cancel but like cancel culture is just a crime to me because i'm just like you're just not like you gotta allow people to get to that point if they just continuously go on and whatever they're doing then they're beyond help but there are a lot of people out there who will come to a conclusion and you know bob didn't do anything bad it's just he wasn't right he's just swearing and making inappropriate jokes but it's like even in that it's just kind of like yeah i didn't love that i'm not proud of that you know and i think yeah. that's so that's so good on him like good work to get to that point yeah exactly um yeah i mean i i I can't add much more to that um i i did hear somebody on the internet say uh, we had just lost our grandma we weren't ready to lose our dad too and so yeah i saw that same thing i was like yeah you're not wrong there i will say you know and i know there's there's so much of bob intertwined of his character in danny because i was watching that early stand-up and the faces he would make and the little joke, like some of my favorite Bob Saget scenes are like mid, um, mid, mid season, you know, but like third or fourth season where, um, you know, DJ's getting a little bit older and like he's just kind of, she's looking at him like, you are just embarrassing. Like you're a goof. <laughs> and as dads, like you're going to get to that point, you know, like one day Lydia is going to be so embarrassed of me. But there's an episode where um, Danny, uh, feels left out that DJ is so excited that her cool uncle Jesse and his band the Rippers are going to open uh, are going to open up her fundraiser at school to help buy the the, the computer the, the school some more computers <laughs> it's so funny because um, at the end where she's like at the at the event she's like thank you guys for coming out we finally got enough money raised to buy that computer 
as in one computer <laughs> like we're gonna like computers were expensive in 1990 man like now every like another house colt comes home with an ipad every kid yes. has one now yeah There's it's insanity issue. i know it's so funny like we cannot function without this but <laughs> it just uh, the episode makes me laugh but um danny feels left out because uh danny offers to like perform at the show or something she's like no you, you and becky just hosted that's kind of your thing you're your talk show host you know yeah uh but so he dresses up in this like leather rocker outfit he basically looks like slash from guns and roses but he still has his dad haircut and it's just hilarious and he's performing my generation with jesse and he's making these like the who yeah you know hurt me you know he's just like kind of this james brown-esque kind of like um you know thing that he's doing and it's hilarious and he's like wobbling around it's just it's so funny i mean it is the funniest thing because he's so uncool he's literally doing that same stuff in his stand-up before he's even on the first episode of full house and he's playing his guitar like he does in full house where he's like you know singing and he's just writing these really cheesy corny songs that are really funny and i'm just like I mean, I get it. Like when I hear about um, Jeff Franklin, I think. Oh yeah, I think yeah. that's who it I is. I know that name. When I hear about him mm-hmm. writing this part for Danny, like or for Bob, I'm thinking like, it makes sense now. Yeah. Like, we are really seeing him as that dad, you know. But he's still within character. But it's also not so far off. So if that's who he really was, which I believe it is, and and, and based on the outpour from people all over the industry, whether it's music or comedy or television i mean i i gotta believe that he was just an, an incredible person so with yeah. that i just want to say my you know not that anyone <laughs> out there of significance of to him is listening <laughs> but my heart does go out to him and his family uh to you know or to his family and and, and friends and you know people that he were close to because I, I i can imagine that was a big loss and i know it hurt me yeah. um and Full House, every time I watch it, I'm just, I'm never going to see it the same, but I'm always going to look at it a little bit uh, closer to thinking of like that, that's him. And yeah. I wasn't wrong for thinking that was him as a kid because it seems to be the consensus now that he's passed that that was him. And I can, I can be okay with that because for a while, I just thought he was just this very vulgar, nasty comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to realize like yeah. how close he was to being America's dad, um, that makes me really happy. Yeah, because it's like you, you want to think of the vulgarness as the act. You don't want to think of the family man that you really enjoyed as the act. Yeah. And yeah. like, I think I, I I think I told you this before, but like, I think it was probably it had to be close to four years ago now, because I think it was right around the time Coda was born. Uh, I actually tried to start watching Full House. It was whenever it started to come on Hulu and I like started with the first episode couldn't get past the first episode because I started crying <laughs> in the episode. I was like, if this is the first episode, I'm not going to make it in this series. And it's like DJ's the, the talking about how rough. Well, it's DJ's like talking about how she misses her mom. And I'm like, I can't do this. I'm a new dad. Yeah. I can't do this. <laughs> it's like, I'm already in my feelings. This is... I know. I, I... <laughs> I'll tell you something, you know, Full House, like I said, was such a cherished show for me as a kid. I remember um, about my last semester of college, I found a season 
like a random season at a vintage stock and I bought it and, and Brett came to visit me that uh, week one summer and we, we watched it together. And it was the first time I had watched that show since like high school or, or mm-hmm. you know, around that time. And I was like, it brought back a lot of good memories. It was like, oh my gosh, this show's so funny. Like I remember how much I love these episodes and you know, just the family. Like I love Jesse and Joey and like, you know, the guys were always my favorite. As a kid, I was so, I love the kids, you know, I'm like, oh, I relate to Stephanie or, you know, eventually I'm like, oh, I got a crush on DJ, you know, like all this stuff where you're like, <laughs> I'm in it for the kids. But then as an adult, I was like, man, I'm I'm connecting with the dads and, yeah. um, you know, at least it, not with Danny specifically, but I'm connecting with like Jesse and Joey who were younger or at least Jesse was. Um, Joey and Danny were actually very close in age. Jesse was younger because it was his wife's uh, little brother. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember watching, I remember when I got hired at my first job and I moved back to Oklahoma City and that's this is when we're living across the street from each other. I just like, I don't know. I popped in Full House before I went to work my very first day and I had it playing in the background while I was getting ready. I was very nervous and I just kind of like was kind of having a hard time coming to the fact that like I'm a man now. Like I'm... <laughs> I'm at, you know, not because I turn on Full House, I'm a man. But I'm like, I'm not going to school today. Right. I'm going to my job. I don't live at home anymore. I'm four hours away. You know, I'm not, I'm going to earn this money that they're going to give me and I'm going to pay my rent and buy my food and, and you know, take care of myself. And it, it, I'm 100% independent. And, um, that show, I just, every morning before I went to work, I'd watch it. And then when I'd come home, just as if I was, you know, eight years old in the 90s, come home after school, I'd watch it because it really felt like it was that comfort. Like this was my safety blanket. Yeah. If I could just come home and watch the, the the Tanners do what they do, laugh at them, laugh with them, have this really fun time. Maybe I can go to work tomorrow. Maybe I can keep doing this adult thing. And it kind of just, you know, like it really became this very heavy security blanket. And I, I, I for years, that's what I did until, you know, kind of got to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm comfortable with being this adult. You know, going to work yeah. is not a big deal. But it, it was so important to me. Like it just it meant the world to me to have that comfort from my past be brought back into this transitional period um, as a man to kind of like help me find some some comfort and uh yep. there's an episode where jesse turns 25 and i had just turned 25 oh and i'm like oh my gosh i'm jesse's age like and I, he's taking care of kids and he's got this hot girlfriend you know becky and um you know i'm just like how's he doing it i'm just like this is, i'm going you know i'm i'm just like a kid and yeah and then you then you watch an episode years later where danny turns 30 and you're like, oh my God, I'm 30, you know? <laughs> and like the age I turned yesterday is the age Danny was in the last season uh. of Full House, my guy. When he's got a senior daughter in high school, one in middle school, he's got, you know, and like he's, I mean, I'm just like, my mind is just blown. I'm like, there's I... no way. I still feel like if I watched the first season, I would think he's older than me. Like just yes. because of how 
And I don't mean this to say, like, I feel so youthful in the fact that I'm so spry and young looking. I feel youthful (laughs) in the sense that I feel like a 12 year old on a good day. Like I've not emotionally matured past past puberty. And and it's like I see these adults out there who are younger than me, who are (laughs) more mature than me. And I'm like, can you be my dad? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) They're like, can I be a dad like like you? I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. But anyway, I I could go on and on about Full House. Obviously, it it means the world to me. And um, I when I do think of Full House, I mean, Bob Saget always comes to mind. And I'm like you. I never went a Sunday as a kid without America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, Yeah. You know, so. Um, he he's gonna be missed. I mean, I, and I, you know, I I miss him more in the sense of like I'm sad that he's gone because he's always gonna be in the '80s in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in a way, it's I, I maybe I won't notice it, but um, yeah, it, it is a bummer. Yeah. Um, I found out recently that you share the same birthday as Jody Sweeten. I do, yeah, a yeah. Full House cast member. I yeah. I have a birthday with Jody Sweeten, who I think she turned forty yesterday, which really makes yeah, me she feel did. old. She's it's insane. Only three years older than us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dolly Parton's birthday is the same day. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, Mac Miller, uh, hip hop artist who, um, died a few years ago. He would have been thirty yesterday and that that breaks my heart um definitely a a loss um and then uh one of my favorite jazz pianists horace parlin turned uh probably like a million years old yesterday because he's he's been (laughs) he's um i don't he's not alive (laughs) (laughs) i don't yeah that's interesting i don't have hardly any i guess i'm looking through them right now so i have um megan fox I have Jimmy wow. Jackson. What? Uh, Pierce Brosnan and Tori Spelling and Danny Trejo. Those are the those are the main ones that I literally recognize. all those names were bigger almost than anyone I named. I feel like Parton. I've looked. Dolly I feel Parton like is I've queen. <laughs> you you got a bombshell on yours, a double D bombshell for sure. But um, what? This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like I've looked up my birthday for celebrities before and I was never really impressed with who I saw but for some reason looking up it just now I was really impressed with a lot of the ones that I saw Uh, it's pretty cool cool, man got a cool birthday yeah well quick shout out to one of our listeners Jesse Keller he his birthday was a few days ago we are Mm -hmm. almost birthday twins so very very cool so happy birthday Jesse um Thanks for always listening to the show. Um, all right, well, let's get on with today's show. We're going to have some fun now. I'm sorry for the the sadness. It's part of life. <laughs> the great yin and yang of life. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be a normal thing I do. So I just want to try <laughs> that out. Please don't let it be. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you've done I haven't liked. <laughs> I know. God, really embarrassed and missed the mark. <laughs> Ugh. It's like I said something terrible. That's how it feels. Like, it's 
kind of the room emptied. I hope you're embarrassed. All those closed <laughs> doors and the chats. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming out, guys. Thanks for listening. There will be no episode 31. <sighs> All right, so birthdays, Mike. Um, I I always get a little nostalgic when my birthday rolls around, and I think it's because I think about birthdays of my past, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel the same way? Like when it's close to your birthday, do you are you like expecting to walk downstairs and see a bunch of presents wrapped and a cake with like you know a dinosaur on it? Like what? Like because <laughs> I do. I often uh. feel like that's what should happen. <laughs> Um, I feel like this is going to be a show where you and I differ very drastically. <laughs> wow. Okay, good. Fine. Um, we can't not, be on the same page about right, everything. Not necessarily in a bad way, because I'm not going to say in, by any stretch of the imagination that I was deprived in any way as a kid, but I did not have like spectacular, glorious birthdays when I was a kid. They just weren't that important to my parents. Um and honestly, if I did have birthday parties, I don't remember them very well. I remember a few. Um, okay. Well, let's hear it. That, that I'll be able to talk about. Um, but uh, for the most part, uh, I just didn't really have them. And uh, I was, if I did, they were like family things. So it was like, you know, my yeah. mom made me a cake and I celebrated it with my dad and brother and that was just fine. That was all I needed. But I didn't really have big parties where I invited a bunch of kids over. I'm not saying I never did that because I definitely did. And I'll talk about that yeah. when, when time comes. But um, um, but yeah, so like w- as far as when it comes to like my birthday now, I'm not really expecting, you know, balloons and streamers everywhere. Um, I do want to be, you know, celebrated. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do want some recognition. Uh, yeah, put some respect on my name. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I I I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I I get what you're saying. Like to yeah. to come around, it's your birthday. Not feel super nostalgic because you know what are you feeling nostalgic about? You know, yeah. it, it was kind of simple. <clears throat> That's fine. You know. So, I okay I can feel nostalgic for things but I don't feel nostalgic in the same way that I do for like Christmas or you know holidays okay, that's a good way to put Bir- it yeah birthdays were not on the same level as holidays for me yeah I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way well yeah I I can kind of relate so um my birthday is in January obviously it's January mm-hmm. um I had I have a complicated feelings towards my birthday particularly um, mm-hmm. I have never liked my birthday. Like I do not like having a January birthday. Um, yeah. There are some pros to it. For one, I've said this before my whole life, but birthday in January was kind of the redemption of Christmas. Like say there's that thing you didn't get, or maybe mm-hmm. something you, you know, maybe you saw a friend get it for Christmas. You didn't even know you wanted it. Then the next month I had one more shot to ask for it. And that usually came in clutch, you know, so, um, you know, if, if I didn't get the, the, the toy or the whatever, uh, I can try again on my birthday, you know, because I'm not going to get shower with gifts. It's not Christmas, but I'll get a couple <laughs> gifts. It's my birthday. Right. Um, and it usually worked out in my favor. So I always thought that as a plus. Um, but uh, it also 
made it to where like yeah i have nothing to look forward to until next christmas and we've talked about this as a kid your paydays are like christmas and your birthday like you don't have a job Mm -hmm. you don't got no money so if you're going to be getting anything you want your payday is your birthday or christmas right um so i had a whole year to wait um (laughs) with my birthday being in january uh a lot of winter weather so i had so many parties that were postponed or canceled or like just super simplified, but they weren't supposed to be like, I mean, yeah. And they all happened at those like really formative years of like growing up. Like I don't remember having a class party. There's a chance I may have had one, but mm-hmm. like school might have been canceled. And you would think like, whoa, school cancel on your birthday. It's like, yeah, but now I don't get to spend it with anybody. Right. You know, like cancel school any other day, cool. But my birthday, I mean, I want to be around my buddies, you know, yeah. like that might, that might be fun. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even just like the act of like having a party at a place, you know, a pizza place or whatever. There were a few spots in my little town where you could have a party and everyone had them there. Um, mm-hmm. But like in January, it's like, oh, well, it's sleeting. Oh, there's snow. Oh, there's ice. It's like, well, OK, nobody's coming to Mazio's. You know, right. they're not even open. So. I will, you know, so complicated. And I think like as I've grown into an adult, I've wanted to somehow make up for that and rectify that. So I kind of expect the day to feel special. But mm-hmm. as an adult, it doesn't feel special. It's like, you know, like yesterday was <laughs> Wednesday. I'm like, well, I, I need to send out some invoices. I need to answer some emails. I need yep. to, you know, tie some loose ends up on a project. You know, I've got, I got to go feed my kid. <laughs> like all this, <laughs> I got to get, you know, and he's just like, ah, I'm just trapped in adulthood, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah but you know had a cake last night my mm-hmm. wife and my daughter got me a couple of gifts it was really sweet we had a pizza yeah. that's all and you know that's that's a good day um yeah you know it's hard to go wrong with that yeah um i can remember so like i would say birthday parties in the sense that we're thinking of them kind of stopped for me around middle school because that's also mm-hmm. when i quit baseball and uh when i i think Quitting baseball was like a really huge turning point in my life because on a baseball team, you essentially have some built-in friends and camaraderie. Yeah. And when you leave that, you leave all of that behind. Like, because they got... They don't even want to be your friend anymore. Well, yeah, they kind of keep going on and go, you know, do their baseball thing and you're not really in that crowd anymore. So you are kind of left to find a new group and it took me a long time to find a new group and i would say it was like late high school before i really found my my group again and by that point birthday parties really weren't a thing anymore so yeah um, and if it was it was kind of like you just go hang out with your buddies and um so like i would say after middle school or after elementary school the next birthday party I had with like friends was when you and Brandon bought me that <laughs> cookie cake. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> no, um, I'm sure I did some other things between the, uh, again, it was like, I, I think I told this story before my 21st birthday party, you know, that's kind of like a, a big birthday party where like people go out and they drink for the first time or they go to the bars. I didn't do a damn thing on my 21st birthday party. And I 
preferred it that way. Like I did not yeah. like being the center of attention. I hated opening presents at my birthday party um, because I just, I hated everybody gathered around me uh, watching me. And I liked getting presents and I liked playing yeah, with the of things that I got, but I just, I hated that whole, you know, performance of everyone's, oh, everyone's going to watch you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got me the red mega man. Thank you, cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm the same way. Like I don't like to be the center of attention, uh, but for some reason on a birthday, I'm like, I'm fine with it. Cause I'm like, yeah. Ah. It's, it's my turn, my day, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, um, something I thought was really interesting was you were saying, you know, your your birthday was in um, January, so, like, you had a lot of cancellations and stuff. My birthday is in May, and so, like, I had a cusp of summer birthday. And so, like, a lot of my birthday parties, when I did have them, involved, like, pool parties or stuff like that. And I can remember one year um, I was at a – it had to be young enough that I still had to go to a babysitter because I was at their house. And a lot of the kids that were at the babysitter's house were actually coming to the party later. And all morning, it was like off and on raining throughout the entire day. And I was like, oh, like we were so nervous that the party was going to get rained out. And it was just like this whole stressor throughout the entire day of like, is it going to get rained out? Is it going to get canceled? Are we going to have to push it or what like that? But it was like, so like if my party got canceled, it was due to like, you know, rainstorms or stuff like that. Cause we usually have them outside, whether it was at a park or like, a, like I said, we, you around that time, my parents had a pool at their house. Um, so like if we had a party at my house, we were inviting people over to the pool. And, um, that's one of the bigger like birthday parties that I can actually remember. I had my whole baseball team come over and that was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. It was also that's pretty the, fun. It was also the first birthday party that I remember like, I invited the whole baseball team, but I also invited a few friends, or I shouldn't say friends, a few people from school that I just liked. Like, I was like, oh, they're cool. I want to invite them to my birthday party. And they didn't come. <laughs> I did that once before. I'm like, whoa, he's a cool kid. Maybe he'll come yeah. to my party. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even remember how I invited people. Like, if I had invitations or what, like, I'm, I'm sure I had, like, envelope invitations that I, like, handed them to certain people at school. Uh, but like there was a kid at school who I literally we weren't friends in the sense that like we would hang out together. I just thought he was a cool kid and he would talk to me every now and then. I was like, I want him to come <laughs> to my birthday party. And <laughs> and this was like probably fourth grade. So I had Swoon. only been <laughs> I had only been at this school for a year. He didn't know who I was like he had a he had his own friend group that he was like, yeah, I'll come. Maybe whatever. <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> but I was so hurt that he didn't come. <laughs> oh no! It's like well, standing it's there funny. in my birthday dress with cake. My, I was like, I'm standing there in my birthday suit. <laughs> That's why I didn't come. I put some damn clothes on. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's hilarious well, what were some parties that you remember that were fun like I, let's let's get oh to yeah some yeah fun, fun stuff <laughs> well one of the first birthday party i i remember having one at my uh the very first house we lived in um 
It may have been. I don't even. I might have been my. I might have been my daughter's age, which would be kind of crazy. That was probably four. Um, it was in the eighties, so that would make sense. Um, it was at the house, and like, um, I just I had some preschool friends over, or you know, uh, I went to a preschool, or yeah, I went to a preschool at our church. Mm-hmm. So these were kids I'd also see like on Sundays. Um, uh, so some 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 church buddies slash school buddies came, and uh, my mom's best friend uh, who had a daughter who was a couple years older than me, and then ended up having a daughter who was my sister's age. So we were close with their family. Um, she came, and um, I just I I have video of this, and we have photos of it. So this is where all my memory connecting comes from. But I remember like you know having these good gifts. I had some Ghostbuster toys I got, um, like a Slinky. <laughs> I was actually pretty amped on the Slinky. Um, <laughs> Slinkies are the shit. And you know, I know, man, Slinkies are great. And uh, you, you know, like you talk about the Sears catalogs where you would see those character tents. Yes. You know, sleeping bag sets. Yes. Uh, my mom had got me a Mickey Mouse wilderness one. So it was Ooh. like Mickey Mouse as a camper or a scout. And it was a tent and little sleeping. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to set up this tent. And I did. I set up the tent. Had my Slinky and my Ghostbuster toys in there, and I just had a blast. Oh, um, man. But um, that's a party I, I I remember again vaguely based off of photographs and home videos. Um, mm-hmm. I had one at a Pizza Hut. I think it was my first grade party, and that Ooh. was dope. Oh yeah. my gosh, dude! I remember I remember getting ready for that day. I remember showering and like <laughs> getting my jeans and my Cosby sweater on. Uh-huh. Um, Dude, I it, side note, let's just talk about this. There was a moment in time, and we didn't get to live a lot of that life, but in the 80s, for sure, because I'm not going to worry about what happened in the 70s and the 60s, but mm-hmm. we dressed up. Oh, yeah. It was birthday party time. For sure. You know, girls would show up in their dresses. Boys would show up in like a button-up shirt or a sweater, mm-hmm. hair comb. I mean, you never looked like the way you did when you went to school. You know, school, right. you're like, I think you're just probably lucky to get out of the house, lucky to have pants on, <laughs> your teeth brushed, and you just showed up. But when it's a birthday party, it's your church best, your Sunday yep. best. I, I remember a girl, so I went to preschool twice, not because I was stupid, but because my mom had to go back to work and the church was like, eh, just let them let come to preschool. So I went to yeah. school with a whole class of kids a year older than me. So throughout grade school and high school and all that i always knew the the upperclassmen the people above me because i went to preschool with them mm-hmm. so i always made me feel cool we we, we were still homies um <laughs> but the girl one of the girls there i had a crush on her in, in grade school and middle school and then high school um but uh she invited me to her birthday party and it was at pizza hut and i remember my mom dressed me up to the nines i'm yeah. wearing slacks i got a bow tie dress shoes oh my goodness and we're eating pizza you know going to a pizza hut party a bow tie for pizza hut (laughs) so fancy but you know like if you watch shows like i mean i'm talking like old shows like watch um well okay full house okay there's a really good episode where dj has a birthday party all the kids look so cool like it's her 13th party i think 
you know, mm-hmm. she's wearing this dress that looks like, you know, has looks like a band uniform. <laughs> it's got like <laughs> the shoulder pads and like these things going across it like a band uniform and the the boys, they've got sweat Cosby sweaters on too. I'm talking about these these knitted sweaters, these wool knitted yeah. sweaters you'd wear. They're just so nice. You know, something your grandma mm-hmm. might knit, you would wear that to a party with some jeans, nice shoes, you know, like loafers, like penny loafers. Did you ever go to a party wearing penny loafers? I don't know I if I ever. And my I'm dad was sure. shining I, them up. I'm pretty sure I did. I know we had them. I don't know if I wore them or if they were my dad's, but I know we had penny loafers. I remember wearing penny loafers to birthday parties. Like just, <laughs> and dad putting a fresh little penny in the little oh. slot. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I miss that. But like, if you watch like Small Wonder or you know, who's the boss or something like that. If there's a birthday party, those kids are Sunday best. Um, And that stopped about the 90s, middle school. It's like, all right, you're wearing that cool, fresh Nike shirt with Bugs Bunny on it, and he's got his drawers hanging down. You know, that's that's cool. Your Jordans, your your jersey, whatever. We ain't dressing nice anymore. It's the 90s, man. This is a different time. We're we're just, we're cool. But I miss the dress-up days of the 80s. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. It felt I remember, special. <laughs> I remember I went to um, a birthday party in elementary school. I bet it was probably fifth grade. Uh, but they had it at the roller rink. And this oh, yeah. Was, That's a hot spot. Yeah. This was about the time where um, inline skates were the thing. So, like, nobody was roller skating. We were all rollerblading. Uh, could you rollerblade at the inline ring? You could because you could bring your own. You could bring your own skates. Okay. And if you brought, we weren't allowed to bring our own. Oh, really? Interesting. You yeah. couldn't even check them out. It's like no. Somebody there was like, "It's just roller skating. Calm down. We are oh, not wow. going to do these rollerblade things. That's going <laughs> to fade out." I know that uh, they had some rollerblades there, but they were always checked out um, when when we went. So if you brought your own, then you could you could use them. Um, but yeah, I remember everybody there was dressed like we came out of that. Uh, I don't know what's that rollerblading movie that everybody loves from the nineties. Brink. Brink. That's what it was. We all looked like we just walked <laughs> right out of that movie. <laughs> yes. Like there was so I much it, neon and striped clothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say this. How this uh, pizza party I had. They brought out a white icing cake with the orange Nickelodeon blimp on it. No. And this was a cake you purchased through Pizza Hut. So Pizza Hut, I remember sitting, yeah, I remember sitting at the table at Pizza Hut with all my friends and, um, you know, we're having a good time eating slices of pizza. There's presents on the table, but they had these like, they were, they were throwing Nickelodeon parties and you know, I, I, the little, you know, the advertisements they would put on the table and like the little plastic deals. Um, it had one of the long neck dinosaurs from the cartoon intro song and, you know, talking about like have a Nickelodeon party at pizza. Well, that's how we got the ideas. And, you know, so we had the party at pizza hut. So they brought out, um, the Nickelodeon cake. And the waitress took a bag of green slime and mm. dumped it on top of the cake. Oh my god! It was and it was like candy. Slime. It was so sick. It was so good, so delicious. It was a hit. People were screaming like <laughs> I mean, just like chanting. No, I mean that we were all pretty hyped. It was pretty exciting. Um, but I remember I'm like this. 
is what life is all about. That was a special, special time back then. Like I was even thinking about this the other day. Sometimes I wish that I had been born like maybe two or three years earlier. Because sometimes I wish. I always do. Well, sometimes I wish I had been a teenager during the late 90s. Um, I didn't turn 15 until the year 2000. So, like, I feel like that's when you kind of officially become, like, a cool teenager is when you're, like, 15, 16. Um, 13 and 14, (laughs) you're kind of training wheels teenager. But, um, like, I would love to have been, like, around for the grunge movement and had been a teenager. Um, Because we were kind of, like, still kids at that time, like, watching the older kids be cool. And uh, yeah. but then but then you tell stories like that and you're like, man, I'm so glad that I was a kid when I was a kid because there was some fun <laughs> stuff then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would have been too cool for that Nickelodeon cake. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's a bummer. That's a yeah. and like book it. Like I wouldn't want to miss out on that. <laughs> I mean, reading yeah. books for pizza. I can't think of a better motivation. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that was that was that was a really fun party, and I I had a few like again I had a lot of parties kind of fall through the cracks, but there was one. It was my fifth grade year, and it almost did not happen. Some of the homies couldn't make it out because the weather was bad, mm-hmm. but those who did, we had an awesome time. We had a big sleepover. It mm-hmm. was um it was uh, All Star Weekend for NHL. And so, and we were big hockey fans as kids. Like I was a huge Chicago Blackhawks fan. And uh, so what happened was we had this little road behind our house. It was like, uh, there was only one house on that street at the time and it had iced over. And so we played ice hockey all day that Saturday on that back road. So much fun. Like we didn't even have like ice skates. We were just... (laughs) sliding around in our tennis shoes yeah we we had hockey sticks and net and you know puck and everything we had a blast it was because we all played street hockey um but uh so we're you you know we're we're having a good time and the weather was crazy um but we watched nhl hockey that night we all had personal pan pizzas that my mom bought from sam's club and put in the oven and uh and then we just played truth or dare and we just got wild you know boys getting wild in fifth grade whatever you know just stupid stuff like that you just think it's so funny um whip out the sears catalog you know pretend to to kiss the model good grief oh my gosh uh it's it's scary time really but hilarious stuff um and everybody talked about it at school the next you know the next week Mm -hmm. and i felt like oh my gosh Everybody's talking about my party. We ain't talking about Keaton's party. We ain't talking about Eric's party. We're talking about my party, you know. Been thinking um, a lot about Keaton yeah. lately. I'm, I'm getting a little jealous. Of Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a name that comes up. I mean, we were we were homies, but like it's just it's 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 funny. Um, and 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 here's what here's what happened. That party was so fun for me, but so exhausting for my parents that they didn't want to have another sleepover the next year. Yeah. So this is one of my last birthday parties I had, but they invited we invited the same kids over and my mom threw us a card playing party. <laughs> Something nice and quiet. And I was really into the Flintstones. <laughs> so she made me a Flintstones cake, but she had little card tables set up in the house. It had like bowls of popcorn and we she bought like um like a big variety pack of like sunglasses that like look like fake Ray-Bans yeah. and visors and like fake cigars and she had them at the tables and my friends and all and I for two hours just played card games and grandma was a dealer my dad was a dealer 
And like, I was so embarrassed. Like, I was like, <laughs> this is not happening. All my friends are expecting a rager after right. last year's. And we got grandma dealing cards at table number three. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like your mom set you down in the basement with the card table and she went back upstairs and then she came back down and to everybody screaming and throwing poker chips and being like, if I win this hand, you got to kiss the model in the Sears catalog. <laughs> I wish I would, I would have been the top and nobody talked uh, like, oh, did you go to Cole's party? Yeah, it's fine. I guess. <laughs> I think it was his grandma's party. Oh, yeah. It felt like my grandma's part. She loved it. Bless. God, I miss her so much. But um, it, what a, I mean, yeah, it was hilarious. But um, yeah, I it's still like, I I love it now. I think that's really funny. But yeah, it was uh, quite, quite a different party than the rager we had the year before. It, this like, this was supposed to outdo that party. I, I needed to keep my title. That's hilarious. Um, Probably one of the only other big birthday parties that I had that I can think of um, besides the pool parties was we had one at DZ Discovery Zone. And Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. And like I loved it because like we didn't go to places like that very often. Um, and to have a birthday party at it felt really special uh, because – did you ever have a birthday or go to one at DZ? I've been to DZ. Yeah, I went to DZ a couple of times. It never had a birthday. There. Well, man, when they bring out your birthday cake, they've got one of those like sugar things on it. Um, you know, like the sugar letters you can use to spell out. Love it. Birthday, That's my favorite thing happy about birthday. cake. Yeah. They had one in the entire shape of the DZ logo and they would put it right smack dab in the Good center grief. of the cake. You could eat oh, the that'd be a sugar rush. Thing. I know. I ate it. I loved it. I was so happy uh, to get that, that. Every time my mom asked to make me a birthday cake, I'm always like, please put the happy birthday sugar crunchy things. I need those. Like, Okay. Because they're is... so good a couple of days later because they get soft. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so what is your standard birthday cake now? My like, all-time favorite. And I've gone through phases. I used to be a big Funfetti cake guy. Um but my favorite is yellow cake with chocolate frosting. That's mine. Really? Yes. That is my all-time favorite cake. I, I eat it almost every year. Like, it's it's my favorite. Yellow cake with chocolate frosting and then the sugar letters spelling out happy yep. birthday. I, it says happy birthday dad now, which makes me tear up. But <laughs> Yeah, and kind of pissed because that's a few letters you're missing. I know. It's like... <laughs> That's a little less candy I get. Thanks. Say, you know. Uh, say Dad Michael. <laughs> yeah. Or Father Michael. Michael. Dad. <laughs> Father Michael. <laughs> so when you become a priest. <laughs> just just go ahead and put all the letters on there. I'll figure it out. And just dump, dump the whole alphabet on that B. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you you are like a cake maker. Like you as an adult make cakes that are like works of art. Epic. Thank you. Um, I was telling somebody at work the other day because uh, I, I have a friend at work who is also a baker and um, I have yet to make a cake that is both visually appealing and tastes good so like <laughs> I can make one that tastes good and it doesn't look very good or I can make one that looks really cool like a work of art but it doesn't really taste very good 
Ah, <laughs> uh, but you'll 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 get there eventually. It's hopefully it's, it's gonna one, happen. One of these days, yeah. <laughs> so your favorite is also yellow cake and chocolate. Yellow cake, yeah. That's what I mean. That's really the only cake that um, I'll accept at my birthday that I ever want. Um, so I, if it, you know, do you do a birthday dinner? Like, is there a specific dinner you like to have? Uh, when I lived at home. Uh, my birthday dinner was like, uh, my mom made really great beer batter chicken, but that's like the dinner that I make, you know, two or three Twice times a, a month yeah. <laughs> for my family. That's like our Sunday <laughs> dinner. Uh, so it's yeah. not like a super special dinner. So like, I just get pizza. That's, that's my, yeah. which also a couple times a week. Yeah. I mean, but it's like an unapologetic get pizza like i i I don't feel mm. i know that i'm getting it and nobody can say anything (laughs) that's the difference like we get pizza on my birthday a lot and this is the one time i get to pick every topping and the type of pizza so (laughs) naturally you know i i wanted to go to we have a pizza spot here that i've talked about the vikings pizza which i've Mm -hmm. been obsessed with Mm-hmm. It is your top of the line, good adult pizza, like going to blow your mind, amazing pizza. Like this is, this is nothing I'd be embarrassed to take any of the listeners out to get a slice right. of, be very proud of it. But I went to Pizza Hut last night because that was kind of the option I had because we were kind of tied on time. My daughter had dance class, you know, just being a dad. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I unapologetically ordered a stuffed crust pizza. Mm-hmm. I mean... Brett would never let me get a sub crust pizza any time of the year, but it was my birthday. She's like, sure. I'm like, you are a good wife. Thank you. So do you get your own pizza? Like, did you get stuff crust and then she got something that she wanted? I basically ate the whole, she had one slice. I ate the rest of it today. I've, I've ate an entire stuff crust pizza. Good for you. Yeah, it was great. It was I'm meant for everybody, you. but yeah, it was really good. Hey, I was, I'm going to tell you, um, we had my son's birthday. Uh, a couple weeks ago and yeah i ordered way too much pizza for the party um i ordered Whoops. five pizzas <laughs> it's like mike there's literally two other kids coming <laughs> okay so we invited four kids from his class and then we invited his two cousins and then i assumed like the parents of all the kids were going to come so i was like five pizzas is certainly enough for six kids and then however many of the parents want to eat some. I think maybe one pizza got eaten. One and a half what? maybe. Yeah. And so like, because none of the parents ate any. And then the kids are very tiny. So they all ate just like one pizza. or one, were, the, one. were the parents like, really pizza? Or we're too good for pizza? Like, no, is that I something, think, is that a honestly, thing? I think we had a couple things working against us. I think it was, for one, we don't know any of these people very well. So I, th- <laughs> I feel like. And I feel like all of them are kind of introverted in a, in their own way. Um, so mm. it's like you, they probably don't feel super comfortable just eating dinner in front of somebody. I get that. It's um, kind of awkward. Yeah. And so like we had that. But it's also we were in like the height of a COVID outbreak. So it's like yeah. we weren't even sure we should be at this party to begin with. Like we shouldn't probably <laughs> all be eating together. And then yeah, so like I think sense. I think everybody was just kind of like we wanted to get in and you know get out as fast as possible. So I took home three full pizzas and a half pizza, and I ate all of that pizza over the next two days, all by nice. myself. Two days. I love that. 
<laughs> Breakfast, having pizza. Lunch, having pizza. Yeah. Dinner, still pizza. And then the next day, have pizza, pizza. for day. Yeah. It was nice because I didn't have to cook anything. <laughs> I didn't have to plan yeah. any of my meals for the next few days. That nice. <laughs> That's meal prepping at its finest. <laughs> um yeah i mean it's crazy we we threw a little party for my daughter back in september and it was just her uh, three of her little friends or neighbors um and i i cooked out like i mean the three kids belong to two people so you know Mm. the two parents were there so it was it was a small gathering but that was like the first party we had thrown her since she was born like her yeah. first birthday party and it's kind of sucks it's like man i'm I, I love having a kid and yeah she's enrolled in dance and she does that once a week but we're like also like man like i just hate this pandemic like i wish yeah. she could have friends i wish i wouldn't be so like every time she comes home from dance we're like a little freaked out we're like dousing you know clean her up sanitize yeah. you know and it's just like you know only close family we've seen it's just like i don't know i I hope she can have a good childhood because we talk about our childhood all the time how great it is um but we didn't have any anything to be fearful of that's Uh, true and i I know i know at the heart neither none of our kids are scared of anything right now they really don't know for the most part what's going on colt might just because he's in school yeah like actual school but like you know to my daughter it's like this is life this is great everything's awesome but in from my eyes i'm like man i kind of hurt like yeah i wish this could be better yeah colt's aware of it um but we we try really hard not to let him be scared of it cautious of it but not scared of it um for sure but yeah like but kind of going back to like what's it like being a parent now planning a party for your kid you know pandemic aside but like what what kind of feelings do you get because I have 100% straight anxiety. That's all I feel when it comes <laughs> to planning a party, especially this one for, for Colt just recently, because it's like, it plays up every single one of my social phobias, um, yeah. <laughs> anxieties. Uh, it was it was terrible. I hated it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm so glad well, this only comes once a year. Yeah, it's well, and but you've got three kids, so I mean, I it's only gonna you three times a year, you're gonna be pooping yourself. Um, oh my god, well, three times out of the normal amount, you poop yourself, but that's um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like so, like, we threw a party for Lydia's first birthday, so this was 2018, and it was in Michigan, and it was all family, um, mm-hmm. you know, Brett's aunts and uncles and cousins came out it was really wonderful it was a lot of fun she had a little cake it was adorable it was great uh then 2019 happened and um i don't think we had a party we just did one of her just us the three of us and we took her to the zoo we've taken her to the zoo every year except for the last two years so two Mm -hmm. years out of her four years we've taken her to the no actually we did take her in 2020 it was just socially distanced zoo (laughs) um so we didn't get to take her to the zoo this year but we're gonna take her to disney world this year so god willing again who knows yeah um but anyway uh so she we didn't really do anything and then of course 2020 2021 
not you know 2021 we threw that little party at our house with just our friends the husband and wife who have the three kids and it was actually really fun it was you know i didn't have to worry about it. i know these people like they're family yeah. i don't have to like you know i'm not nervous about talking to them i had we bought a smoker i bought a smoker i i made burgers and hot dogs and we it was fun because we set up a little canopy in the backyard um we set up a a, a long table with chairs so we could sit under the canopy because this is september in nash you know the south hot as hell and mm-hmm. um but we set up a bunch of like we bought a bunch of cheap like target lawn games like you know darts and horseshoes you know things that are like all plastic pretty easy for kids yeah so we just had all these like little stations set up and we had like the paw patrol plates and i mean it was freaking fun like i i it was kind of like we did such a good job pulling this off. I wish there was more people here, but that's where I would yeah. go into like, I don't know how to talk to adults. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. again, I am terrified of the days where like, you know, I'm going to be sitting next to the other dads at these events. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I'm a doctor. <laughs> you know, oh, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a man. And I'm like, yeah, I have, I have a room full of toys. Like, yeah. literally, you guys gotta see it. And, like, just try to mess with them, even though I'm being honest. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, we, I, I I don't know, man. <laughs> so, like, out of the four kids that we invited to my kid's birthday party, we have been to two of them's other's birthday parties. So, like, we've kind of met some of these parents or at least been in the same room with them. But I, we really hadn't – none of us really talked to each other. Like, it, it – with the exception of like cordial hellos and whatever for the most part during these parties it's like all the parents are just kind of like on their phones or talking to their spouse if their spouse is there and it's like we're not really like friendly engaging with each other except for this one lady this one lady was really friendly and she like she would kind of talk to us and talk to everybody and we made uh, like cordial acquaintance with them at one birthday party so when she came to ours that's kind of who we talked to the whole time and nice and like I want to be that person that's like, hey, man, thanks for coming to our party. Like, good to see you. Like, I what know. are you doing? I want to like, be that guy like, so bad. As soon as they get there, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, are you I mean, nobody can see host? what you're doing right now, but it's hilarious. <laughs> <know>. Like, you're <laughs> frozen. <laughs> it's like they walk into the room and I'm like, I should say something to them. <laughs> like, if I don't move, they won't see me. <laughs> Yeah, but like, here's where my anxiety hit me the most and where Heather had to like calm me down because we, I made these like special invitations for Colt to take to his class and hand out to the kids Uh, because I don't have the phone numbers of any of these parents. I don't have their emails. I don't know how to contact them really. And, and Colt really wants to, you know, hand out invitations. So he takes these invitations to school. So not only do I have to trust Colt to take these invitations to school, to hand them out to the right, to hand them out to the right children. (laughs) But then I also have to trust these children to then hand them to their parents and their parents to then RSVP to me. So my anxiety is just like through the roof. Like, is this This is like the impossible this is impossible. Yeah. How did this even happen? So like the day Colt hands out the invitations, I even like texted his teacher um, through the the school's app. And I was like, can you please help Colt uh, pass out these invitations? I just want to make sure that the kids get them and everything. And then as soon as like I go pick up Colt on the way home, one of the parents texts me 
and RSVPs. And I'm like, awesome, that's great. Uh, one out of the th- out of the four texted me, and then like I didn't hear anything from any of the other ones for like the next three days. And I was like, I. I, I don't know. I don't know if the kid didn't give it to him. I don't know if they're just not right. responding. I don't know what's going on. So then I go on to like an email that the teacher sent everybody and I have to like correspond names to, I go on Facebook and I'm like corresponding like, <laughs> is this the person? Is this the person? Cause I don't know any of the kids last names either. So I'm like going through oh every name on the email list, trying to figure out who's who. And then I finally get them all and I email or I type out an email to all the parents. I include a picture of the invitation and I tell Heather about it. And she's like, stop. It is the week before Christmas. It has been three days. Give these people a chance to respond. And, and like, they probably got a million other things going on. And I'm like, but my anxiety needs to know <laughs> the party's like, three I weeks away. I posted Instagram and nobody's <laughs> liking it. I know. <laughs> And so she's like, if nobody's responded, the Monday after Christmas, you can send out the email. And so nobody had responded yet. So I sent out the email and everybody RSVP'd at that point. So, uh, but it was like a week of me just like my stomach just churning of like, is because I had already booked the venue. Like we were having this party, whether people came or not. And (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese said we could have the room. He's going to be there. I can't let that rat down. (laughs) And I was so nervous of like, what if nobody else RSVPs? It's just going to be Colt and this one other kid there. (laughs) They're going to eat a crap ton of pizza. (laughs) Uh, But it, 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 it went off surprisingly smoothly and surprisingly well for how nervous and catastrophic I thought it was going to be. (laughs) Man. Just hearing about this is like, for re- I I can just imagine like like hey Lydia who do you want to invite to your party? I'm gonna write these names write the names on the invitations. You just you you tell me and I'm gonna do this. You know she's like okay um you know my friend Addie, Joshy, Mickey, Goofy, <laughs> Rubble. Yeah, I don't know. I I recognize a couple of these, and well, be honest, I recognize all of them. But like, you know, like go take them to school. (laughs) Nobody shows up to the party. That'd be funny if all of them did show up, and like there really is a rubble. (laughs) There's a kid named Rubble. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh, Goofy shows up. He's a he's an act. I'll tell you. Well, Um, what what I was telling Heather was like. I had the entire evening planned out. We had a we had Colt's birthday party at a place that's very much like DZ Discovery Zone. It's just not as hype as DZ. It's like a big indoor playground like DZ. Yeah. And they just um, don't have the theme song and right, the, the exactly. No commercial or anything. So like I was thinking, okay, we're gonna have the pizza and the cake. Everybody's gonna get there at five thirty and uh or at five o'clock it was from five to uh, six thirty i was like everybody's gonna get there at five o'clock we're just gonna eat pizza until everybody settles down and then once everybody's done eating we're gonna do the cake and then i'm just gonna let them go well let them go play for the rest of the time because we could only play until six thirty. so i was like um and but then like two people were super late um nobody got there right at five except for one family and i was just like we're just standing around like with the thing all set up and i'm like well i just let the kids that were there go play and then as the other ones started trickling in they went and played and then so like we had like 
30 minutes left on our time clock. And so we had them page everybody to the room. And so like it all went fine. It just did not go in any way like I had planned it. <laughs> oh, man. I'd love to hear other people's stories. I'm just so curious. <laughs> and like I'm one, I'm somebody that has to have a plan going into something or I'm going to I will cease to function. And when it yeah. starts to if it goes off the rails, I can kind of adapt. But it, I, I like I slept so good that night. I was so tired. <laughs> Just emotionally. so full of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, I can imagine. Well, before we close out this episode, I do want to ask, are there any birthday gifts that you remember getting that you were super hyped on? Yes. Moon shoes. Oh, sick. That's cool. I, I got those as a birthday <laughs> gift. Uh, moon shoes and um, laser tag was a gift that I got like wow. in the same birthday and like so like I dude you would... were probably just jumping up to the sky <laughs> shooting people with your lasers <laughs> it surprisingly was a huge disadvantage because <laughs> like, I couldn't run away <laughs> yeah that's true um, yeah but uh, yeah it was a lot of fun uh, played laser tag once it got do- once it got dark outside but uh, I was jumping wow. on the moon shoes throughout the day that's awesome yeah that's really you? cool. Um, I I've actually got some pretty pretty cool gifts over. I just like things I always remember. I always remember I got the the warthog Nerf gun. Ooh. Um, it looked like a had like a, the big tusk on the end of it and the big pig. Eye. It was so dope. Um, <laughs> and it was a nice little handheld, but it was beefy too. Really cool sculpt mold on it. Uh, love that gun. And that same year, I got Donkey Kong Country 2 for the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Is that I mean, the one that with was the like, creepy commercial that we talked about? No, that was three. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that one that like, confused, like, am I attracted yeah. to monkeys? Or just like a... <laughs> What's happening here? I just turned 12. Did someone tell me? <laughs> Dad, is this normal? <laughs> <laughs> if you're really confused right now, go look up the Donkey Kong Country 3 Super <laughs> Nintendo commercial. I don't want you to think I'm out here acting wild and saying wild things, but that, that commercial was very strange as a kid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are probably some of my favorite, favorite gifts. And funny enough, my daughter and wife got me a nerf gun for my 37th birthday and it came with it was a giant nerf gun and it came with uh several small ones so we have been setting up targets all throughout the house and just shooting the crap out of oh yeah it came with these plastic bottles that like are broken that you stick together yeah you set them up you shoot them and they bust apart it's so satisfying i i saw absolutely satisfying i saw a picture that i think colton coda got something very similar to that for Christmas because we got these little cans that bust apart um, oh, with our, so they look like little soda cans. Man, that's we've been cool. setting up Lydia's like Pokemon and Paw Patrol toys throughout yeah. the house and her Mickey Mouse toys and we've been trying to shoot them off the stairs and the, <laughs> like I brought in a ladder and I've got like all these tears of tar, like our living room is a disaster but we're having oh so much gosh. fun. I have PSTD <laughs> because like we got Colt a Nerf gun uh, like the two Christmases ago, uh, 2019. And um, I literally put the balls in. I was like, do not shoot this at anybody. He goes, pop. 
shoots me right in the eye. And for the next month, I have to go to the eye doctor because I'm seeing like a black dot in my vision. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is like, no more Nerf guns. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, no, that's not But I mean, yeah. My dad had a cataract thanks to my brother because of basically a large Nerf dart, aka a pool noodle. Grant slapped him in the eye with it. Oh and my so God. he had a cataract and had to have surgery and all this stuff. Ugh. You know, I'm like, man, this, you know, foam's fun, but foam is dangerous yeah. uh, with the eyes. I, I will say this. My favorite thing, though, is I, I love to shoot Lydia when she's not looking. And they actually kind of they kind of sting a bit. Yeah. And But she doesn't get she gets like Donald Duck mad. It's <laughs> hilarious because she just like reaches this range of squawking. It's like, Dad, you don't need me. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> just, Brett's been like taking video of her like you know we'll set it up and i'll shoot her and just so you can get her reaction on on film and it is hilarious Ugh. it is so fun i love picking on my kids it's kids great. are worth it sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah man and well she's been like retrieving all the ammo i'm like god bless you like i'm here 37 <laughs> i just get to shoot this stuff and you're off chasing it down and bringing it back to me i it's like having a dog I mean, I have a dog, but you know, she's not getting her drool. <laughs> that <on> I do, <laughs> I do have Colt go get a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, so good, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Hopefully, it's a good episode for you to hear. Hopefully, it was fun. I feel like it's a good start to a new year. Happy 2022. Can't believe we're still doing this. We started this little baby podcast in 2018. <laughs> Finally reached episode 30. My God. But here we go. It's going to be fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see yeah. you next time on the on, on the show. Yeah. I, I don't know I what we are anymore. anymore. <laughs> yeah. See, we'll see you next time, y'all. <laughs> come, you come back now, you hear? Bye. See ya. Ha, ha, ha.